Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. Nothing I can do to let you down It doesn't take a trophy To make you proud I'll never be more loved Than I am right now Going through a storm But I won't go down I hear your voice Carried in the rhythm of the wind To call me an ocean so I wouldn't drown you've never been closer than you are right now you are Jaira you are enough Jaira you are enough and I will be content Circumstance, Jaira, you are enough. I don't want to forget how I feel right now on the mountaintop. I can see so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side when the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now Jaira, you are enough Jaira, you are enough I will be content in every circumstance Jaira Over every sparrow, 
How much more does he love you? How much more does he love you?
St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at TV, where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Have a blessed day. Thank you. 
Of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
We come to you this morning in the name of Jesus, our Alpha and our Omega, our beginning and our ending. He's El Elyon, the Most High God. He's El Shaddai, the big-breasted one. He's Jehovah Jireh, the one who will provide. He's Jehovah Sinkanu, Jehovah M. Kadesh. We praise the name of Jesus. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy of all worship. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, Kurios, to the glory of Almighty God. We are so glad to be here this morning. Truly, God is an awesome God. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hope all is well with you and your family. And we are excited because should the Lord spare life, the delay is coming. Next Sunday, we come back. Our grand reopening of our church is next Sunday. Hallelujah. I can't wait. We've been apart for over a year. We're coming back. This was God's date for us to come back. Amen. We thank God. Many of us have been, amen, uh, have, have received the serum uh, to offset this pandemic. And, and we are just excited about Jesus. We have taken uh, a lot of measurements for your safety. We're going to be spaced. We're going to wear masks. And we're going to listen to the ushers and the deacons' uh, instruction as we come to church. The first service, 8 o'clock to 9.30. Second service, 10.30 to 12. And I want to shout out to our choir. Let's give our choir a hand clap. So many of them showed up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I want to thank Sister Garrison, thank Perry, thank all of you who participated. Amen. In choir rehearsal, we have another one coming up this Thursday at 7 o'clock. Well, we are excited for Jesus. Praise his name. And um, we, uh, the governor's office has, uh, again, asked us to be a site uh, to receive a serum for ages 12 and up. We're waiting on clarification of that. We'll let you know. And uh, it will be on a Sunday after service. So we are excited about Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I just want to say, wow, we've been apart a long time. Now we're going to come back together. The building will be sanitized uh, we'll have hand sanitizers, we'll wear masks, we'll have a great celebratory uh, worship service next Sunday should the lowest real life and delay is coming. We're coming in the front door and the east door, and you will be directed uh, as to where and how you ought to seat. We're going to be spaced, going to have a great time in Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for his goodness, his mercy. And his grace, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Satan might work it in, but God will work it out. We thank God for being faithful to us, even in our tough times. He is a mighty, mighty good God, gracious God. Now, we're in our series, Our Righteous Responsibility. We started out to the faith about trust and transfer and transformation, triumph. 
and uh, transition. And now we've been in our righteous responsibility. Listen to Pastor. Amen. In our family. We've been dealing with the family, the union, the unity is the marriage, the union is the entire, and, and the unit are the kids. We, we're going to close this out next week, but I want you to uh, hear this sermon this day and allow the Lord to minister to your spirit and to mine. Hallelujah. We're talking about union dues. The recipe, listen, for a righteous relationship. The recipe for a righteous relationship. Now, I, I wanna, uh, I'm going to be moving. I want you to write these scriptures down. John 13 is the promotion where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And I want you to read that. It takes humility for the greater to watch the feet of the lesser. Yeah, let that one sink in. The greater should exercise more humility towards the lesser. That's the promotion. The plea is in Romans 15. And we're going to be dealing with this context. We've been here before. We then that are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves. Let that one sink in. So the uh, promotion is John 13. The plea is Romans 15. The, the peace is Romans 15 into Romans 16. And the principle is Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, which is first, love. First fruit is love. And then the power, amen, is Colossians chapter 3, where Paul talks about these relationships. And then the, and don't miss this, the passion is in 1 John 3, that God took Ten Commandments and put put them into two. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You know why we can't love one another? Because we are self-centered, selfish, sidetracked. The Bible says if a man cannot love his wife, he does not love himself. These, these, these are just things that we, we begin to see, John 13, Romans 15, Romans 16, Colossians 3, Galatians 5, uh, 22 and on about the fruit of spirit and um, Colossians 3, and then 1 John chapter 3. I want you to jot those down, begin reading them, letting the Holy Spirit instruct you about love. Recipes are ideas 
instructions and ingredients to follow in order to have a savory meal. Think about recipes. Recipes involve seasonings that help to enhance the taste of whatever you're cooking. The instructions has to do with what go, what, how long you cook it, what you need to cook it with, and ingredients of what you add. And, and, and as we look at this thing of recipes, in a similar sense, metaphorically, God has recipes for a biblically-based relationship. Biblically-based relationship. That is, he enhances our relationships as we are willing to follow his instructions. Now, now I like cooking, and I've talked to people, and I would ask, how do you do this? And I, I discovered something about recipes. People will give you recipes and may leave one ingredient out, it doesn't taste the same. Or they, they don't really instruct you how to cook it. It doesn't taste the same. The same applies to these relationships. Biblical relationships need the recipe of Scripture. Not Hollywood, not social media. You need to see what God is saying about these biblical principles when it comes to relationships because God's recipe will help us to maintain and mature and manage, amen, uh, proper relationships. And, and, And I need to say this, that As we begin, metaphorically, to look at this matter of recipe, all of us have ideas of what will work. We find out they don't because we don't have the proper ingredients nor instructions for wholesome, godly, God-led relationships. I want, I want to stop, pause, and park. I, I have always been an extrovert, always got along with people, always had a lot of relationships, male, female, family, friends, always thought that I had it all together till I got saved. Then I realized that in secret I was hiding things that I didn't know I was hiding. I'm preaching already. I want to suggest that there are three ingredients needed with God instructions for us to have wholesome relationships in the union of our family, unity of marriage, listen, and in the unit of our children. Three necessary ingredients that some of us, and I'm saying some, cannot perform Because there are historical problems in our lives. Ah. The first is the recipe and the seasoning of acceptance. Now let me stop pausing. Acceptance is not conditional. Acceptance 
of another person is not based on them meeting your list of requirements. Acceptance is unconditional. It's grace. One of our problems is that it's hard for us to accept someone else because we don't accept ourselves. Some hurt, some historical situation devastated us of self-acceptance. And let me say this to you, you, you know, people, people, self, pe- people's acceptance is based on their personal persuasion and philosophy of what a man is acceptable. A weight problem, a hair problem, a height problem. Those physical things that we don't like about ourselves can interfere with our acceptance of ourselves. My God. If we had parents who were rude and rough and didn't really exercise our acceptance, we have gone a whole lifetime trying to fill a void that only God can fill. The problem is that it's it's not conditional, it's unconditional, it's grace, it's God's grace, love we don't deserve, that God allows us to experience in order to first accept ourselves. Now, let me stop, pause, and part. I can never fully accept you if I don't accept myself, if I don't accept God. My acceptance will be shady. If I have a low self-esteem, if I have uh, problems with being pleased with who I am, ah, and, 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 and divorce, yeah, faulty relationships, failure, frustration, fractures, all these things can add to how I perceive myself. I I cannot accept a mate. I cannot even accept a child. I cannot accept anyone else until I come to terms with myself. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. My God. So what begins to happen is that we never talk about this acceptance, the recipe of acceptance. And I want to I just say that I'm, I'm big on these three A's I'm going to use today, that this, this acceptance of a man, of another, is predicated on how I see and feel about myself. Once you've been devastated, once you've been hurt, once you've been, uh, once, once you've failed, once in a relationship, once, once you grew up and you did not have all of the amen foundation of fellowship with your parents, siblings, and whatever, amen. You know, I came up in the 50s and 60s. We weren't really hugged and kissed. So as a result, I hug and kiss my kids. That, that physical, proper touching transmits love. That 
acceptance of their person minus their problems, that acceptance, amen, which gives them confidence in spite of the conflict, I can tell you, I can preface the negative with a positive. I love you, but I don't like what you just said. By me saying I love you, that reinforces my acceptance of you. When you constantly, when you find people who constantly criticize, who constantly uh, take shots at one another, they are really struggling with acceptance of themselves. And the reason they have to criticize others is because they don't like themselves. They're critical of others and yet Romans 2, they do the same thing. Lord, have mercy. When we begin to look at this matter of acceptance, and the Bible says you, if you're saved, you are accepted in the beloved. You're not accepted because you wooed God with your attitude. You're accepted because of grace. Because of Jesus Christ, his shed blood on the cross, his subsequent burial and resurrection, we are only accepted in the beloved because of Jesus. Yeah, we're not accepted because uh, we, we bring to the table all that in a bag of chips. And, and if you've gone through uh, relationships that have devastated you, whether it's a divorce or uh, a, a drinking parent, someone on drugs, someone who did not give you the proper foundation, Lord have mercy, of acceptance for who you are. You're hurting, you're empty, you're searching, you're seeking. You're trying to fill a void that you cannot fill yourself. So what we tend to do is we tend to go out and try to find something or somebody to feel what only God can feel. We're working overtime for acceptance. Acceptance. Hmm. That, 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 that when we begin to look at acceptance, acceptance in the Greek by definition, don't miss this, comes from humility, it is an act of the will, a deliberate act of the will to receive someone else. Not based on what they've done, who they are, it's just an act of the will. I receive you deliberately. That is, uh, when we look at this Paul says in Romans 15, we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves as Christ did not please himself. Read it. We, 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 we in this matter of acceptance, we got to grow spiritually if we're going to have a recipe and a seasoning metaphorically for relationships I've got to accept, Lord have mercy, another, amen, 
based on a deliberate act of my will, there's nothing you can do to earn my acceptance of you. It's, it's just a deliberate act of the will. It, it is, if you will, amen, an act of facilitation. I choose to receive you. It's an act, amen, of being able, if you will, to facilitate another in spite of their faults. In spite of their faults. This matter of acceptance, amen. I, I, I used to wonder, was I accepted by the congregation? Am I accepted by my wife? Am I accepted by my kids? Am I accepted by people in society? Am I accepted for my work? Am I accepted for my theology? Am I accepted? I, I used to worry about being accepted when God says, I've already accepted you. Your confidence should be in me, not in others. And when I feel accepted, I'm willing for God to fix my fractures. I'm honest. I'm humble. I'm in need of healing. And that's why what people say means so much to us. It ought to mean something, but not everything. You ought to find out what God has to say. We are accepted in Jesus Christ because he paid the price for all of our sins. And, and, and typically, people who um, fail at marriage and get a divorce, people who stray from person to person, people who make up all these rules in order for you to keep to be happy, they are miserable. Because we're moving from person to person without fixing the fractures. Mm. Acceptance. The question is, not do you accept your mate, do you accept yourself? The confidence I get through Christ by accepting myself, who I am, what I am, ought to then allow me to reach out to accept you. When you use words like I hate you, I wish I never met you, I'm sorry I married you, all of that chips away at one's acceptance. And let me say this to you. You keep chipping away at their acceptance or your acceptance of them, they cannot fully love you. It's impossible for them to love you when you have lambasted who they are. Hmm. Acceptance. Some of us came into marriage with acceptance problems. My daddy didn't accept me. My mom didn't accept me. My siblings didn't accept me. Uh, my friends didn't accept me. I didn't accept myself. I'm shy. I'm overly shy. That is a sign of self-hatred. I'm overly critical of others. 
I don't come out of my shell with confidence. I'm this little girl, little boy who's screaming on the inside for acceptance. I work for acceptance. I pray for acceptance. I wander off for acceptance. The problem is you and I have never stopped, paused, and parked with God's recipe of acceptance. You cannot give love because you don't understand love. You, you, you and I cannot uh, cause another to feel uh, satisfied because you're not satisfied with yourself. Well, what do I do? If I'm struggling with this acceptance, you you gotta forgive yourself in Christ. And you cannot be selfish, self-centered, self-motivating. You've got to make it an act of your deliberate will to put another before you. That's what acceptance is all about. Hmm. We are broken, bruised, battered, and beat up when it comes to our self-confidence. And don't, and don't just blame your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents. Life. Life has all kind of difficulties that <sighs> take advantage of our circumstances and before you uh, march into your third or fourth marriage, you need to stop Paul's and Park and figure out what happened to the first three. You had something to do with that. Your lack of acceptance causes you to keep marching on looking for the perfect ah, dish. You'll never find it until you deal with me, myself, and I. Cry it out for the acceptance of others. Mm. Do you love me? And when someone asks you that, you ought to say, Do you love yourself? Do you love the Lord? All of these things become problematic. God says, I have a recipe for. Acceptance. The promotion of washing another's feet in humility, even though you feel greater. The plea of the stronger bearing, carrying the infirmities of the weaker one. The principle of the fruit of spirit, love. Sacrificially giving and not expecting in return. I'm preaching up in this place. The promotion of Colossians 3. 
The passion of 1 John 3. To give love and expect nothing back in return. Love is not reciprocal. The agapeo love is giving and shutting the door. Acceptance. I've counseled couples in 34 years of pastoring. I've, I've had my own issues. And I have to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest, transparent. I have not always accepted myself. I have not always accepted ah, who I am, where I am, why I'm there until God came along in his word and said, you can love yourself because you love me and I love you. You are accepted in the beloved. The reason we have so many problems in marriage is because nobody deals with this first A, the reasoning, the recipe, the seasoning of acceptance. It's in the vows when you get married. We're gathered here today in the presence of God and this company to unite together this man, this woman, and holy matrimony, which was encouraged by Paul. Do you take deliberate act, this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold in richness and in, 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 in health and poor? Da, 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 da. I do. You don't even know what you said. You told God, regardless of the circumstances, I accept them. I choose to love them, to honor them, to obey them, to submit to them. Mm. Accept. I can point out people that don't accept themselves. Always critical, always complaining, <laughs> always taking shots at folk. As I criticize you, I don't like myself. My God. The recipe of Acceptance, and that's why I tell our marriage counselors, our counselors, and we have great people here, and uh, Sherman and, and, and Leroy and others who help out, even Gray with the men's ministry. I tell them all the time, stop and don't ask them to proceed in trying to love somebody until they do inventory of what's broken in them. Because as long as I'm broke, as long as I'm broken, as long as I don't accept myself, don't like myself, don't love myself, and it's a process to get out of that, by the grace of God, I can't love you. I can bring you flowers. Remember, roses have thorns. They look good from a distance to you. Put your hand on them. I'm preaching up in this place. That, that is, child of God, 
The question this morning, as we talk about the union of the family, the unity of the marriage, the unit of children, do you really accept yourself the way you are? If not, you need God to do some work. And you need to pray towards that end. Lord, I'm shattered. I have no confidence. I don't feel good about myself. I don't like myself. When I look in the mirror, I disdain what I'm looking at. <sighs> Acceptance. That is, child of God. Secondly, there's the resume, or, or I'm, I'm not, not resume, but the recipe of adjustment. The first is our duty to accept. This is our difficulty. How do we make adjustments in relationships? Now, now let me stop pausing apart because you, you have these fantasy-led people who think that, oh, if I meet the right one, it all falls together. No, it doesn't. It all falls apart until Jesus comes in. Unless the Lord builds a house. They labor in vain that built it. You, you, you need to pay attention to the principles of scripture here that this matter of adjustment is, amen, us, again, deliberately uh, moving to fix a problem. Adjustment, adjustment. Typically, the difficulty is God's got you with somebody who is nothing like you. They don't think like you. They don't reason like you. They don't come up with decisions like you. And it takes love, humility. Listen, it is <laughs> a difficulty in us adjusting to one another. You can't adjust to another without humility. All, automatically, we go into relationship thinking we are it. It's my way or the highway. It, it's, it's, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. God intentionally wants adjustments in our lives to humble us. To stop stating that you are God's gift to the world. I'm smarter than them. I got more education than them. Uh, I'm kinder than them. I'm more tender than them. And they full of hell because you full of hell. Somebody need to preach it. You don't hurt people who's trying to help you. That, that is, he's, he's dealing with this matter of adjustment. Lord have mercy. That, that is, as, as I think about adjustment, I have to adjust to my, wife, to, to, to my wife's desires. Her, 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 her personal desires may not uh, be where I want to go. I'm, I must adjust to her distinction, her differences. Yeah. 
I, I should not try to overrule her in everything. I should not become angry. I, Lord have mercy. I should not want to fight and bring friction into my relationship. I need, Lord have mercy, an adjustment to who she is. Not demanding my own will. Mm. Not giving ultimatums. Lord have mercy. But after you've been with one person so long, you learn how to adjust. And you, you, you give appreciation for their differences. You don't condemn them. Lord have mercy. Now, 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 some of my idiosyncrasies, I hate dirty dishes in the sink. Now, that drives me through the wall. Now, I don't care. You can be Queen Sheba, Queen Esther. If I'm married to you and I come in the kitchen and see dirty dishes in the sink, I, I, I start getting riled up. I see trash, I get riled up. Lord have mercy. I bet not see nothing crawling. I, I was raised that way. I, I cannot come in the kitchen, see a dirty dish, and, and start a gang war. I, I got to say, well, maybe she forgot. Maybe, may, may, maybe she was doing something else. Maybe, I, I got to make adjustments in my attitude and my actions. I got to leave room for her to be different from me and different in the way she thinks and different in the way she functions. Lord have mercy. You know, I was in the military seven years. Do you get the order you carry that? I never heard in seven years of military people say, well, let me try to understand you. I never heard uh, uh, options to authority or orders. You, you get your order, you carry it out. And we can become really dogmatic in that mindset that, that or, or we can get on the phone, social media, talk to our friends, talk to our family, get their flavor of their marriage, which is not your marriage. What, what works for them won't work for you. You're married to somebody different. That's why the Bible tells us to study one another so that we formulize a philosophy of how to minister. Adjustment. Adjustment. Once I'm able to adjust, Lord have mercy, I adjust to our differences. I adjust uh, to our definitions, amen, of our feelings. I learn, I learn, I learn, I learn to not only accept, but adjust. I got work to do. My wife is nothing like me. My children don't think like me. And if I'm going to keep unity and, and have a union I got to pay union dues. I got to understand this recipe. Not this reciprocalness, but a recipe 
for victory. I accept you. And as we go on, I'm making adjustments. Don't agree with it. Don't agree how you want to raise children. Don't agree how you want to run a home. Don't agree how you want to manage a relationship. Don't agree how you say things and think and do things. But I accept you and I'm willing to make adjustments so that we are one. The couples and the families that don't want to make adjustments never have unity. Never. Children resent you because you have been controlling and dogmatic on everything. You have not stopped Paul's and Park and considered who they are, how they think, what they feel. Adjustments. Adjustments. We go on vacation, we go on family vacation, and you know, my wife likes laying on the beach and getting a tan. I'm not laying under no sun. I'm black enough. I ain't, I ain't laying under no sun. I'm sorry. I'm going back to the hotel, turn on ESPN, do some writing do some studying and enjoy myself. So we are totally different in that way. Now, I'll go down to the beach to fellowship with my kids and my wife. I'm not staying there. They may be out there six, seven hours. I'll give it 20 minutes. I'm back out of there. We are different. We are different with people. My wife is a very pleasant, loving person with people. I'm not. I just look at them, size them up, and then uh, automatically some response comes out that's not God-glorifying. We're different. You've got to respect the fact that you're different. And they're different from you. Well, I want somebody compatible with me. That's from the devil. Do you really want somebody like yourself? You make yourself sick. Do you really want somebody? I don't think you do. We, we got to make the biblically based adjustments. I look at my kids now, all three of them are grown. And I Typically go back when they were younger, I enjoyed them, I loved them, I had rules and regulations. Now that they're older, they let me know, Daddy, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that, I don't think that way. And I got to sit there and look at them like they're crazy. I got to accept the individuality of each child. And trust me, all of them are different. All of them are different. Lord, have mercy. That, that is are you accepted to yourself? Do you accept others without them paying a price? 
The adjustment is what God expects you to do through the ingredients and the instructions of his word. Love your neighbors as yourself. Lord, have mercy. But finally, there is the, the recipe of abiding. John 15. Now, the word abiding means to remain. Are you willing to remain where God placed you? Without moving, without leaving, without threatening, abide. As the branches abide in the vine, true vine is Jesus, sap flows to strengthen us. Lord, have mercy. As we abide out of obedience, as we abide out of obligation, as we abide out of love, as we abide in him, we abide, Lord, have mercy, out of respect for one another. I'm not leaving. I don't care how hot it gets, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to love you and to liberate you and to learn from you. Not criticize you. To abide with you. Not to be sarcastic. Not to make you feel less than what God wants you to feel. We're here to abide. To death do us part. I can't keep running. Every time it gets tough, I can't go out the door with my bags. Every time it gets tough, I can't look for another person. Every time it gets tough, I can't hope and wish that I was with somebody else. No! The recipe of abiding says, Lord, with your strength. Lord, with your counsel. Lord, with your compassion. I will abide. To death do us part. It's easy to run. Some of us have been running all of our lives. We run from church to church. We run from relationship to relationship. We run from marriage to marriage. We keep running. And you never stop to think, why are you running? We don't want to face difficulty. And in this life, you will have tribulations. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Look at the three recipes as I close to make a savory seasoned dish. The recipe of acceptance. The recipe of adjustment. The recipe of abiding. When you and I carry out these three recipes, we will smell a savory dish, metaphorically, that we could have not done by ourselves. It's not only the ideas, it's the instruction and the ingredients for loving and caring and counseling and compassion one towards another. We're all messed up. I know you don't think you are. You are. 
If you part of this human race, you're messed up. We're sin sick. And some of us will die suffocating in our lack of acceptance, lack of adjustment, and lack of abiding. I dare you to stand on the word of God and say, Jesus, since you are not moving, I'm not moving. Since you are loving me, I will love you and others. I will make, listen, the adjustment. I will do the abiding and I will accept everyone for who they are. I will love the person and matriculate through the problems. Let's all go back to the acceptance. Do you accept your husband? Do you accept your wife? Do you accept your kids? Do you accept yourself? Or are you on a journey trying to find joy in junk? I dare you. Let Jesus give you the strength and the grace to accept yourself, to be full of confidence. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I dare you today to begin a confidence march. Not how you look, not your hair, not your weight, not your complexion, not not anything outwardly. Let God give you an acceptance for yourself, for your mate, for your children, for others. We love you. Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day. Ask him to come into your life and save you. And then get on this journey to put together a pot with the recipe of instruction and ingredients that will satisfy your acceptance, your adjustments, and your body. And you will be happy in Christ. Next week is our grand opening. 8 o'clock to 9.30 is our first service. East door, front door. We're going to be spaced. We're masked. We're going to have a great time. Celebration of Jesus. We love you. Have a great day. Concentrate on whether you accept yourself right now. And be honest. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. That was a deep one. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
be more loved than I am right now Wasn't holding you up So there's nothing I can do to let you down It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud I'll never be more loved than I am right storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean, so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. You are Jaira. So clear what it's all about So stay by my side When the sun goes down Don't want to forget How I feel right now Jaira, you are enough Jaira, you are enough is over every sparrow how much more does he love you how much more does he love you if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor how much more will he clothe you how much more will he clothe you if he watches over how much more does he love you? Oh, how much more does he love you? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? How if he dresses the lilies, if he dresses the lilies.